Episode two. Yes. The revenge. The revenge. The revenge of television. <laughs> so it's going to be TV and just like whatever else kind of uh, floats or boats here and talking about some of our favorite stuff. So maybe you'll check out some stuff that you may have missed last year and various things. But uh, before we get there, we have to introduce the, the players of the show. First off, we have Jen. Hi. We have Kevin. Hi. We have Ryan. You really stumbled over that one, didn't you there, Brent? We have what's-his-face? <laughs> and uh, the play of, uh, yeah. I didn't stumble. <laughs> Trying something new. It's okay. He's building you up. And we have me. Yay, Brent. Hi, Brent. My name is Brent, according to Skype. <laughs> Sir Brent of Chittendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendend
And uh, so we got some Star Wars announcements. Uh, we found out that the Mandalorian and Grogu are going to be coming to the big screen. And it'll be in a movie directed by Jon Favreau. Produced by Favreau. (laughs) Yeah. Produced by Favreau, uh, Kathleen Kennedy, and Dave Filoni. And it will be going into production this year. When it comes to all Star Wars announcements, I will believe it when I see it. Yeah. There have been so many Star Wars announcements lately that don't go anywhere. That's the same with Star Trek as well, but... um, well, at least this I can see. It's just this will be the replacement to the next season of The Mandalorian. Is my and thought. Now that uh, Filoni really is in charge of the Star Wars universe, he can get his pet projects off the ground more easily. Yeah. Like I think I still think it'll be a while before we see his movie, like that that crossover Heir to the Empire or whatever it's going to be. Um, we'll probably see another season of Ahsoka before we see that, but. Uh. Speaking of Star Wars stuff, yes. I might as well throw this in here because it sort of goes into what Kevin was talking about. Um, we have a little bit of movement on Skeleton Crew. Oh. So, uh, and like in the weirdest way possible, from the L.A. Kings. Okay. Uh, apparently they're doing a Star Wars night. And uh, one of the like stars of Skeleton Crew is going to be like the celebrity like ambassador guy at yep. the games uh star wars night okay so like that's that's it like that's all oh. we've got so it's like well at least they're not bearing it because they're sending him out for pr stuff and i think this is like other than comic-con this is probably one of the few pr things anybody from this crew has like done yeah in relation to star wars skeleton crew because that's already been filmed, hasn't it? Or at least they it's were shot. filming it. Yeah, no, it, apparently it's done. Okay, so it's just a like, matter of time. Yeah, I, I believe it was one of those ones that was shot uh, before the pandemic, but the post-production wasn't finished on it. Yeah. And, like, maybe they had to do some pickups and stuff like that. So it wasn't, like, done, done, but it was, like, 90% of the way there for filming, at least. Yeah. So. Kind of like Andor. Yeah. <clears throat> so, and yeah. Sorry. so to follow up on my comment of, you know, we'll see a season two of Ahsoka before we see that movie. Oh, guess what? Season two of Ahsoka is officially in development. Yay! That was the other announcement we got with that movie announcement. Mm-hmm. See, I pay attention to my notes. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Uh, we got a trailer for season two of Halo. I think I'm the only one here that's watched season one of Halo. Yep. Yeah, it's on Paramount Plus, so I haven't been able yeah. to catch it. I watched um, the uh, Rooster Teeth version. Does that count? <laughs> no, sadly. That is good, though. It is good. Red that's all Blue I know classic. about Halo. Yeah. Uh, so in this uh, trailer, it does look like well, so one of, from the actual game Halo and that story in that world, there was the a, a battle at the planet called Reach, and it's like the fall of Reach is a big like moment in that universe. It's one of the first uh, planets that kind of get gets glassed by the aliens, like it just, just gets destroyed. Uh, and it looks like we're gonna see that in this season. Nice. 
So there's gonna be a lot of action from the whole. You know, at least that's what I'm hoping for. The, I really like the game that that like Fall of Reach. Yeah, is that was a good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Brent brought this one to my attention. We got a movie uh, trailer for we got a trailer for a new movie from uh, Jason Statham called The Beekeeper, which is already out. Is it out oh. in the theaters? I didn't yeah, it, it, out it came another... out Friday. Did it? Ah. Well, there. Go see it. It looks interesting. <laughs> um, he's a what? A beekeeper, but then also a beekeeper is a code word for a government agent that's above. For stabby killing. Yeah, above everybody <laughs> else. And stabby killing. Steps in when their gets bad. He takes on fishing scammers who take all of Claire Huxtable's money. Yeah. Jason Statham doing Jason Statham-y things. Yes. Yes. Which I think is now the has replaced the Bruce Willis doing Bruce Willisy things. Yes. But they're still always Johnny Depping it up. So. (laughs) That's true. I love how these have all become verbs. Next. And next, and on the uh, bright side of things, with the whole movies moving around, we've actually got one that's gotten moved up. Mm-hmm. Ghostbusters: Frozen Empire has now been moved up to March twenty second. Ooh, that's soon. It's getting closer, which makes me excited. Yay! And then even more good news because of that moved up, that opened up a space, and something else moved up. It's another movie I'm excited for. March is going to be a good Ryan movie month. Godzilla Kong mm. releases on March 29th. That's out that soon, eh? Yeah. Oh, jeez. I, I thought that was like a summer movie because of like when we saw the trailer for it. Yeah. But... It's going to be a busy March for movies with the name Empire in it. <laughs> And that's it for my news. Uh, I've got a little bit. Do you have anything, Kevin? I don't really have anything. No, okay. No, no. Sorry. Um, so I've got two things. Uh, one is IDW, uh, the, the comic company, announced that Jason Aaron is going to be writing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles this summer. Mm. Uh, which is, it, like, it's... Uh, Sophia Campbell, who is the current writer and has been on the book for a couple of years now, it, it's been long known that she's leaving at one at issue 150. And it sounds Jason Aaron is taking it over, but it's nobody is saying whether they're doing a complete reboot or not. Uh, it is going to be definitely a restart, like the, in terms of numbering. But other than that, everybody seems to be pretty quiet about that sort of stuff. So um, I've been telling customers at the store, because it's come up a couple times, that this is a little bit of a shot in the arm that IDW needs at the moment. Mm. Because they like really what's kind of floating them up is the Star Trek books. Yeah. And they do they do all right, but they're not like gangbuster numbers. Right. And the the Turtles books. And while the Turtles books sell decently, uh it's been like sort of the event stuff like the last Ronin has done really well for them in terms of turtle stuff. 
um, still doing well for them. It's we still sell a regular amount of that hardcover, like at least one or two a week. So this is a good shot in the arm and like arguably one of the biggest stars in modern day comics coming over to them for like a period at least. Well, he did that run on Thor, didn't he? He did Thor. He just yeah. wrapped up Avengers. He's writing bat like Batman stuff right now. Oh yeah, so, have you been reading Batman Off World? Yeah. Oh, and he's also doing Superman. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. I, I think he's on Action. I want to say he's taking over. Yeah, it's it's Action has been sort of an anthology book lately, and I think it's going to not be an anthology book anymore uh, once Aaron takes over. And yeah. I have a feeling that some of the extended Superman family is just going to go away. Could be. So my hope here with this Turtles book with uh, Jason Aaron coming on is that it's he treats it more or less like he did with Thor or with Batman or you're not Batman or with like Superman, all these other books that were established stories and histories. And he just came in, started his story and made it his own. And yeah. got you got a great run out of it. Like, you don't need to reboot Turtles. No, they, they've built so much on that the last little while. It'd be it'd be kind of a shame just to dump it. Yeah, I kind of uh, unfortunately I understand why because that's, this is what you know them restarting a book at 150 isn't bad considering what all the other companies restart things at. Oh, for sure. So like you know that's a really solid run. But it'd be a shame to, like, just throw all this cool stuff they've come up just out the window. But I also trust that Jason Aaron's going to do a good job. Like, he's Mm -hmm. I've often said that, like, he is a writer that can do no wrong for me. Like, he wrote about crime and high school football in Southern Bastards, and I do not really care for football in any way shape or form and that book got me really good so you know when you can do that you can kind of do anything i feel <laughs> um yeah so the, the i i thought that was an interesting thing especially with like idw is like like i said it's probably the biggest known writer to come over to them in quite some time so um yeah there's that um and uh, the, this is just like a slight note. Uh, if you've listened to other podcasts that uh, I have done in the last little while and uh, that occasionally Ryan does, you know that Ryan and I love us some pro wrestling. And the big announcement of the of the week is my beloved Okada is leaving New Japan Wrestling for Parts Unknown, which is really fascinating and interesting we don't know which company he's going to but like it, in pro wrestling terms is like this is very much almost like it would be just a level or two below like gretzky leaving the oilers it's this is a really big deal especially where he's going so we we shall see well I was, my thought was it's kind of like when hogan left and went to w, from wwf to wcw right like yeah, to a certain extent, it, like that, it's like this is going to change the landscape of Japanese wrestling. Yeah, like pretty bad for the next little while. So, um, 
we shall see. And and Ryan, other Ed, and Ed have uh, Ed Campbell's Snowhawk cosplay. We've been talking about doing another episode of uh, Mount Wrestlemore. Uh, we just haven't really figured stuff out other than uh, Ed Campbell came up so, with some really good ideas for some uh, episodes. So just to, to warn you, there might be more wrestling content on the way. <laughs> But uh, all right. So that's it for the news, which means we can get into uh, the rest of the favorites. We covered movies the last episode. This episode, it's going to be TV, books, comics and other stuff. Um, As uh, we were discussing off mic, uh, Jen and I didn't actually watch a lot of modern TV. So we're going to leave this segment more to uh, Ryan and uh, Kevin and with us just sort of reacting and yeah i mean that we that we can recall we probably saw more than we remember (laughs) yes so uh take it away whichever one of you guys wants to go first well ryan you had the idea of how you wanted to do this so why don't you uh, lead this off all right so i'll just throw my list out here then okay um in no particular order uh the last of us I have, oh, are we going to talk about these as we as we mention them, or we'll, well wait just, yeah, to the I'll just well, I figured I just well we can do either one. Which one to do? Do you want to talk comment on each one, or do you just want me to split them all out and we can comment after? Uh, let's go give your whole list. Okay, so Last of Us, uh, Blue Eyed Samurai, mm. Picard season three, Star Trek Strange New World season two, Star Trek Lower Deck season four. Ahsoka, The Mandalorian Season 3, Foundation Season 2, Jack Ryan, uh, Loki Season 2, and Only Murders in the Building. Now, I've got another one that's straddled years, Um, so I'm going to throw it out there. Monarch Legacy of Monsters. That one started last year, finished this year. Um... Same with with uh, preacher or with uh, not preacher reacher, but I'm saving reacher for next year. Reacher was really good, but uh, yeah, that's my that's like my my favorites that came to mind when I was looking at this year. Right. Funny okay. how most of it's all st- stuff that I was able to stream, except for <laughs> a few of them are TV shows. Yeah. So uh, uh, I'll throw out my top ten, and then we can discuss uh, uh, crossovers and what's not crossed over. Um, so I. I use an app to keep track of everything I watch so that I can remember where I am. And uh, so that makes it easy for me to go back and list everything I've watched. So uh, this is in a particular order. I did order this list uh, from 10 to 1. Um, so at number 10, I've got The Muppets Mayhem. I thought that show was really fun. Uh, nine, I forgot the, about that show. <laughs> the Legend of Vox Machina, Season 2. Uh, 8, Star Trek Picard, Season 3. Uh, seven was Loki season two. Uh, six, Doctor Who, the 60th anniversary specials. Five, Star Trek Lower Decks season four. Uh, four, What We Do in the Shadows season four. Three, Star Trek Strange New World season two. Number two is Schmigadoon season two. And we just learned that um, Apple TV is not picking up season three of that show. I'm very disappointed. Apparently they're shopping it around. It may show up somewhere else. But my number one show of the year was The Bear season two. 
See, I haven't watched any of the bear at all. That's one oh, of those ones I keep show, seeing it on, pop up on Disney Plus, and I've one of these days yeah, I'll, I'll sit down and watch it. I totally forgot about Doctor Who specials. Funny yeah. how it's, they were only out like you know a month like a they month were in, this in week. November. Yeah, yeah. I'm still behind on my Doctor Who, so I haven't watched that yet. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my top ten. None of the Star Wars stuff made my top 10 uh i guess ahsoka was the my number one star wars show i just wasn't as excited about what was going on with star wars this year on television maybe i'm just getting burned out with it yeah um yeah some shows that just missed my top 10 uh the big door prize extraordinary Ted Lasso uh, and My Adventures with Superman. Oh, My Adventures with Superman was pretty good. That was that was a good one. I'd completely forgotten about it. Like this, it's one of those I see it all pop up all the time, and then didn't think of it. I did the last season of Young Justice come out this last year as well. The latest season no. four was that last year. That was, was the that year before. That's that was been a while. Okay, just wasn't sure because that's such a good show. It's always on t- uh, reruns, too, right now on uh, Teletoon. So. Yeah, we had a lot of good TV last year. I thought Star Trek was on fire last year. Um, the uh, I've got all the Star Trek shows in my... Well, of course, you know me. I'm a Star yeah. Trek nerd. Uh, they, but they all made my top ten. Um, Picard, seasons one and two, probably wouldn't have. But season three was really running on nostalgia. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, it was just, it was just so lovely to see everyone again and to see the Enterprise D again. And, yeah, it was lovely. Um, yeah. Uh, the Bear won a bunch of Emmys last week uh, for Best Comedy. Um, I think it's only in the comedy category because it's a 30-minute show. It is not funny. You can it's say, not what's funny. it about? So the show is about a young guy named uh, Carmen or Carmi who comes back to Chicago. He is a Michelin starred chef. He comes back to Chicago to take over his family's uh, beef sandwich shop after his brother commits suicide. Uh, Yeah. So it's um, it it can be heavy, uh, but it's all about the interplay of both the people who work in the restaurant and Carmi's family, um, some of which overlaps a little bit. And um, Jamie Lee Curtis plays uh, his mother. We just saw her for the first time in season two, and we can see why this family is fucked up. Uh, right. it's, um, uh, it's, it's just so well done, and it's, it really feels like Chicago, and it's, uh, it's, it's incredibly well acted, uh, the storytelling is fantastic. I care about all the characters. I want them to succeed, but I understand why they all have certain mental health issues because, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a lot of pressure that's been put on them. And Maddie Matson's in it as an actor, uh, playing himself, more or less. From I'm not what, sure who that is. Uh, big fat guy, lots of tattoos. Very oh, loud yeah. and obnoxious. Yeah, yeah, he's, he plays, he's one of the buddies. Yeah, uh, so he's a he's an actual, uh, like, he's a Canadian chef. Uh, he, if you ever uh, went to P&L Burger, 
in Toronto. That's uh-huh. one of his restaurants. Uh, amongst others, he's gotten some more fine dining stuff going, and he uh, had like a barbecue place out of. He lives in not Simcoe. Uh, Jen had an interview there once. You have to be way more specific. To, uh, <laughs> yeah, not like by the border. Um, like Fort Erie. Shit. Yes, around that area. Well, so. interestingly, he does not play a chef or a cook on the bear. Really? I just figured he would. No. He, um, he's like um, he's like the best friend of, of the lead character's cousin who does like handyman kind of stuff. When they need somebody yeah, to okay. fix a door or rewire something, he that's his job. He plays uh, – oh. they call him Fack. Interesting. Neil. Part of me wonders if he, if they brought him on as like a like consultant and then they just gave him this like side part. I don't know, but Anyways, uh, yeah. yeah. So the bear, uh, the, the bear is is really fantastic. Um, uh, one of the actors, um, his name is Eben Moss Bachrock. You would have seen him on Andor. When Andor got sent to the um, – when he was doing that secret undercover mission, there was that guy who kept pushing back, big guy. He plays uh, the cousin on the bear. Um, yep. And – oh, he was also in The Punisher. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Schmigadoon – I'm a musical theater nerd. I thought season two of Schmigadoon knocked it out of the park when it came to musical theater parodies. Uh, they were doing the dark musicals of the late 60s and early 70s, uh, parodying <laughs> shows like Chicago and um, um, Sweeney Todd and, of all things, Annie. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it, it was um, it was fun and dark and apparently season three is written and ready to go. And Apple pulled the plug. I don't know why. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, Strange new worlds uh, is firing on all cylinders. That show feels like it can do no wrong. Like whatever genre they take on, they seem to, uh, they seem to knock it out of the park. You want a comedy? Boom. We'll bring in some lower decks act- actors. Let's do a musical. Okay. Let's, uh, you know, but it, but on the uh, but it's got this underlying tension because Pike knows what his future's going to be, and uh, we've we're, we they set up a cliffhanger at the end of season two, and now we have to wait because of the strike uh, even longer to find out how the this cliffhanger is going to be resolved. So, uh, you know that that show can do no wrong in my books. It's got a great cast. Some of the cast I feel is a little bit underutilized. I'd like to see more of Rebecca Romaine as number one, and more of um, um, uh, Erica Ortega. I think she's a character that could use some more. Melissa Navia plays um, Erica Ortega, and I'd like to see more of her too. Um, oh, we even had a time travel episode to uh, 2023 Toronto last year, so that was fun. Um, what else can I say? Loki was the best of the Marvel shows, I thought. Yeah. And what other Marvel shows were there? I'm trying there to was things. Secret Invasion. Oh, yeah, that wasn't good. Yeah, so... <laughs> Loki, I really liked season two of Loki. Yeah, it really redeemed him. 
Yeah. yeah. See, I was lukewarm on it, other than like they stuck the landing those last two episodes so good, it mm-hmm. made the rest of the show better. And I, that I makes love any sense. that the the world tree that that he created at the end yeah. showed up in What If. Yeah. 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 Um, so no, that that, that's one thing they're real good with is doing like those continuity callbacks. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Oh, well, yeah, What If was a Marvel show that came out this year, or last yeah, that, year. Yeah, uh, that's, my number, that's my number 15 show. It was good. Yeah. It wasn't as good I, as the first one. Yeah, I felt this season of What If was was better than the first one myself. Like, I got into it a lot better. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was the other way around. What, what did we decide when we watched it that we liked <laughs> Which one did we decide you like better? I'm not going to tell you what what I to think. Like if I tell you what to think, people are going to yell at me, and then I'm going to get canceled. And then... <laughs> but I don't remember. Oh, go back and listen to the episode. Yeah, whatever I said in the episode is what I think. <laughs> okay, see, there's where my memory is failing us. I don't remember us covering it in the episode. Go. Shut up, Ryan. <laughs> now, a show All that right. I got just out of my top ten is Extraordinary. Did any of you guys watch that show? No. That was the British drama about a world where everybody gets a superpower when they... Oh, right. I remember you telling about, so about it about sounding yeah. good. It's and really I... good, and I'm hoping there's a season two coming soon. Hmm. Uh, I believe that was on Disney Plus as well. Yes, yes it is. Oh, is it? Okay, I'll okay. look for it. Uh, Ryan? Yes? What about your TV picks? I already said my list. Yeah, but you didn't. we didn't really go into it too, too oh, much. Oh, okay, no. Uh, well, yeah, well, Kevin's already said everything that could be said about Star Trek. Um, I know, Brent, you were a fan of Blue-Eyed Samurai. Yes, I, I haven't finished it yet. I'm what? an episode off or two episodes oh. off. Okay. It's a great cartoon. It's on Netflix. You should give it a shot. I know I think I used it as a geek pick already, so um, that one's a good one. We got to see the final season of Jack Ryan. I really enjoy those, uh, the the Prime's Jack Ryan series, that spy stuff. Um, but yeah, only murders in the building. Like, oh yeah, that it was just keeps one. on going. Like, it's good mm-hmm. every time. It- this first season of only murders in the building was definitely the best season, but I liked this past season, season three. It was pretty good. I haven't finished it yet. Oh, really? It's good. Yeah. Oh, see, I would have thought you'd have finished that months ago. Oh, I'm, I'm taking my time with it. Uh Yeah. It was a good knitting show. (laughs) I enjoy a good knitting show, you know, lots of talkie talkie. So not a lot of action so that I can, you know, knit and, but still pay attention. Ish. (laughs) uh and well kevin may be getting into star wars burnout but i'm not give me more star wars and i'll take it so i really liked ahsoka and mandalorian season three both have been really fleshing out that time period of post jedi and pre uh force awakens what happened in mandalorian season three again (laughs) <laughs> See, yeah, they, 
He's they got do, a the, little cottage on the edge of town where he can retire. Right. That's how it finished. Right. No, but before that, there's the whole, they brought all the Mandalorians together. They went yeah. to Mandalore. There was an Imperial base there. They I fought a lot, a bunch of people. They killed uh, Moff Gideon. Yeah, I remember now. It was good. I like that one too. But Katie I honestly Sackhoff think I like the Mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think um, uh, I've got Ahsoka higher on my list than uh, Mandalorian. Uh, but between those two, I've got um, Star Wars Visions. I love those short cartoons. Oh, I, we never did finish that, did we, Brent? Yes, we did. Did we? Both seasons? Yeah. I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah, season two, season one was uh, they, the, they weren't the anime. seasons, so yeah. yeah, season two was I, you know, it was different. Obviously, it was a much more kind of filling in story from the real main universe ones. Like mm-hmm. we got to see like a young, uh, young Ahsoka. We got to see uh, what happened with uh, Yertle, the other Yoda. Mm. Oh, that, I have no that wasn't visions. That- that was what was that one called? Wasn't that in Visions? No, no, that was, Visions that had, had all one. kinds of different ethnic Star it, Warsy things. That's and, true. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yes, no, that's the. Uh, uh, what was it called? Oh, Jedi, young Jedi. No, no, that's a whole other no. kids cartoon. Crap, because what one was Yaddle's story? Oh yeah, and the other was Ahsoka's. Well, it was yeah. Like, Ahsoka's story, and it was um, uh, Count Dooku's story. Oh, yeah, what was that show? Well, oh, right, and Yaddle just happens to get... In the one episode. Yeah. Um, is that Tales of... Tales uh, of the Jedi. Yeah, that was last okay, year, though, wasn't it? we did it? not watch that. Yes, did we... We? <laughs> or, we watched it. I didn't. I know I watched it. I don't know if you did. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, that was Tales Star of the Wars, Jedi. Yay, and Star that, Wars. <laughs> that aired uh, in 2022. Was it that long ago? Gosh. Yes. Yeah, the last couple of years is all just a big blur. Oh, anyway. wow. <laughs> um, I will talk about one Star Trek project that I thought was awful, um, and that was the Fairy Short Treks that they released um, in honor of the 50th anniversary of the animated series, the original animated series. Mm. So they made these series of very short treks and they put them on YouTube and they were just stupid. <laughs> they were just, <laughs> there was one where it was a, ne- like it was a next generation episode and the way team beamed down to this planet and the people greeted each other with boogers and it was just disgusting, yeah. you know? And I, that was, some of them were, were a kind of funny, but most of them were just dumb and a waste of time. And why not put money into some good short treks as opposed to these really stupid, stupid ideas. But, oh, speaking of, of gross things that happened on TV, uh, was the new season of Futurama this past year or was that the year before? Yes. Yes. So I watched uh, not all of it, but some of that. <laughs> I'm slowly making my I went through that too. It's it's yeah. not a show that I feel like I have to binge. No, I don't really want to binge it, but I I don't want to binge it because I'm enjoying it. So like I'm taking my time. Uh, also, I was busy binging Bob's Burgers. So I, I love Bob's that. Burgers. Uh, <laughs> I finished that. Another <laughs> disappointing. <laughs> oh, go ahead. No, that's it. 
I was going to say another disappointing show from this year was Willow. Uh, I, 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 I just was frustrated with it. It felt like they wandered and wandered and wandered and then nothing happened. I, I, I couldn't get into it. Plus, I think they ended that on a bit of a cliffhanger too, and it's not coming back. So, you know, not only is it not I, I didn't back, like it, and I'm not getting anymore. Entire season's been wiped from existence. Yeah, they just pulled it right off the streaming service. Yeah, yep. so I, I didn't get a chance to watch it. Now I never will. <laughs> you you oh, didn't well. miss much. If you have any fond memories of the original movie, I love them. the original one. Yeah. So keep just keep those, just keep that like. <laughs> just keep that close. Hug it. Squeeze it. And don't worry about the rest. Remember of it. it as it used to be. <laughs> yep. Mm. Oh, that's disappointing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh geez, are we keeping you up, Brent? So, is no, there any it's the my lack of Is there anything used to oh, go ahead, Brent. Oh, I'm just that I'm I uh, not that people need to know this about me, but I'm trying to knock down my caffeine intake. Ah. and it uh, it's it's going well, no headaches or anything like that, but I am tired a lot. So that ends uh, the yawn. I hear you. It's because you uh, worked there, so hard today, that's why. Is there anything that you and uh Jen watched this year that you can think of that you want to talk about? Anything on YouTube that jumps out? Uh, go ahead, Jen, if you've got anything you want to share. No. <laughs> um, I, I've been following, like, you know, the, a lot of the same creators I have been for mm-hmm. a while who like like toy reviewers and guys who are going to um, some of it is like almost professional curiosity. So it's guys who like like go to toy shows and buy toys and some of them are flipping them and stuff like that mm-hmm. just to kind of see what is out there and what prices are going for and stuff like that. Right. Um, in, in terms of actual TV shows, I, I don't know why I find my attention span as of late is limited for stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, or I forget to go back and finish things off. There's a couple that I, I've been meaning to blue eyed samurai is one of those I, that I just, uh, been slowly working my way through. And, uh, along with, um, We've been watching Reacher since it started, right? And it's been it's been pretty solid, but kind of like what Ryan said, that's more next year than this year, right? Yeah. Or well, like well, sorry, this year than last year, I guess. Sorry. Um, I just listened but, to a podcast about Blue Eyed Samurai, and uh, it makes me want to add it to my list. It's not super super long too, so it's not like a huge investment of time, I guess, but. Uh, on a whole, it's uh, it's it, the animation in it's just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, and apparently it's not even uh, it's not anime. It's made in France. No, it's not. Yeah, and most of the the voice actors are all like North American actors. And the woman who's the showrunner for it, she is a martial artist, and so a lot of oh. she actually she actually does a lot of the modeling for the martial arts. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. So th- that's sort of where where I guess my attention spans have been mm. at the last little while. Uh, Pixel Dan on YouTube is really good. Um, along with uh the the toy 
the Galaxy family of video channels, especially mm-hmm. uh, Secret Galaxy, which delves into like the histories of a lot of cartoons and uh, and toys and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which is really well done and researched. And weird food history. I really like weird food history. Mm. Yeah, weird weird food history is fun. They just did one that's like uh, like also associated with toys, where they uh, went over the history of the Easy Bake Oven. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was actually quite fascinating, like where it came about and like how many different variations there's been over the years and lawsuits and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, my sister had one that looked like a microwave. It's from the eighties. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think um, I actually ever had an easy bake oven. Oh. You can. Um, I don't even think that you could get one now because light bulbs don't emit heat anymore. Ah, see, they they've actually like discussed that that you you'll have to watch the video to find out. Well, they, I, easy I bake so. ovens do exist. They don't use light bulbs. Oh. Um, it, it, basically, it's a combination of, uh, like you said, like heating lights are hard to come by, and also uh, like federal regulations, because the like for environmental concerns, like light bulbs all had to sort of change over the the last couple of years. And the light bulb, because of those, like, things that you have to, like, change in light bulbs, easy-bake oven light bulbs, like, aren't really commercially available anymore. Hmm. Yeah. So, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, well, thanks for that, guys. Uh, <laughs> we can uh, sort of like just sort of talk about some of our other favorite stuff. And since you guys have been talking, I thought I'd throw out uh, some of my favorite comic books of the year. Go for it. Uh, My like hands down. uh, My favorite comic book series is Transformers from last year. It was so well done. Uh, Daniel Warren Johnson. uh, You've heard Ryan and I talk about him. Uh, a couple times throughout the last two years, uh, he is the guy behind Do a Powerbomb and a bunch of other comics. He has been writing and drawing this first arc. Apparently, at issue seven, he's going to be off pencils, at least for a while, and another artist is coming in. But the, it it is... It's everything you want a Transformer comic to be. Like, it's giant robots fighting each other. But it also has, like, a lot of heart and humanity to it. That's really, like, it's been updated with modern sensibilities. Uh, Daniel Warren Johnson, like, just communicates movement and robot destruction so well. Um, but it, it's, it is a quite a feather in Skybound's cap right now. It is such a good series. Uh, beyond that, uh, Conan the Barbarian from Titan, also really, really good. <sighs> And uh, in terms of ongoings, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is still good, and uh, Amazing Spider-Man has been a really fun read, too. So, so I'm pretty much on the same page as you are with uh, most of my comic book list picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man is on mine, too. It's been great. It's one of the, uh, probably right now, it's the longest uh, running comic series that I've consistently been getting. Uh, this year I started getting a bunch of Doctor Strange. It's been pretty solid. Uh, I've been enjoying one that started called The Forged. 
which is pretty yeah, much... Yeah, that book's like, been good, too. Yeah, yeah Greg Rucka. Yeah, it's like a big space opera empire thing with, you know, looks like a little bit of Star Wars with a little, you know, at least imagery of, like, 40k of Warhammer 40k type, you know, armor suits and stuff like that. And, um, but it's more of a mature read, so there may be, you know, there's a little bit of nudity and stuff in it, too. So it's not for the kids, but uh, yeah, I've been enjoying that one. And then, yeah, the Skybound, just the whole Energon universe. Uh, it started with Void Rivals, which was a book that I was like, eh, I didn't even know about until we heard it was this whole transformers crossing over thing. I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And I've been getting it ever since. And yeah, transformers was what three issues out last, the last year. And like you said, probably the favorite, you know, one of my favorite books of the year. Mm. I like it's Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) It is a fun book. (laughs) Can you describe that book for me, please? It's about Jeff. Jess? Jeff. 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 He's he's a little shark that rocks around and does cute little adventures with other Marvel characters. Fun. With no words. So the character appeared in a Deadpool run, and after that he kind of showed up in Marvel's digital comics as like just this cute like little shark dude who gets in, like, mischief and adventures. And both compilations that they've put out have been really good. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder if we'll get a Jeff in Deadpool 3. Maybe. (laughs) Who knows? this point, who knows what's real and what's what's not with that movie. (laughs) I'm just happy with more Jeff comics. Well... I do have a Jeff action figure, or at least a figure. He's not really action. So does Jen. It yeah. came with a character that I don't know, and I'm like, I don't know who this character is, but I want the little walking shark. Uh, apparently she's Jeff. Dracula's daughter. Yeah, I don't know what happened to her. Daughter or ex-wife? Dracula's, Dracula's daughter, Deadpool's wife. Yeah, I thought there was. I thought I thought she was his ex-wife, and that, but the, oh. that was the connection. But okay, daughter. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and I just happened to realize that I looked over at my shelf and saw Jeff sitting there, so I grabbed him. Now he's sitting on my desk while we record. Hmm. He's too far for me to reach, but he's over on my bookcase. I am going to have to read these Jeff comics. They're so cute. Well, they they're should on, be. I'm sure they're on Marvel Unlimited. Oh yeah, yeah. Because they're digital. Yeah, and they're and it's like there's no words for the most part, so they're they're pretty good. Um, yeah. Uh, anybody else have any other best ofs they yeah. they want to briefly throw I, I'll out? I'll throw something out. Um, I got into comics again through the apps. Um, I did subscribe both to Marvel Unlimited and DC Universe. Um, so I um, uh, I quite I have discovered that I am more a DC fanboy than a Marvel fanboy. Sorry, sorry, folks. Uh, I'm going to let my Marvel subscription lapse because I don't look at Marvel comics very much uh, anymore. Uh, but there's been uh, lots of fun stuff. I've been really enjoying the um, the the new DC stuff. The um, oh, what's their 
what's their uh their their logo right now dc the dc all new or something or yeah you know what i'm talking about anyway yeah. Uh, but uh, almost anything by Tom King is worth reading. Um, I loved Danger Street. Oh, Dawn of DC. That's what they're calling it. Mm. Um, I've, I've been reading Titans. I've been reading um, uh, the Justice Society stuff. Uh, I love what they're doing with, with – they've sort of let Jeff Johns play in that little sandbox for a little while again. Um, uh so yeah, uh, the world's finest books uh, that Mark Wade is writing. Just a lot of fun, old-fashioned comic book goodness is is back, and um, I'm really quite. In, uh, I will just throw my hat into the ring for the DC um, DC Unlimited app, and, uh, and pretty much you can find something that you want you'll want to read on it. You've been getting all those Star Trek comics too. How have they been? They're good. Um, the the two um, there are two books that sort of are in the same continuity. There's the regular Star Trek book and the Defiant book. Uh, they had a big crossover this summer. They've been doing lots of different um, series based on uh, all the shows. There's been several, a couple of Strange New Worlds uh, miniseries. There was a great um, there's a great miniseries that I think is just wrapping up now. That's about Picard at the Academy. Those have been fun. Um, so yeah, they're just sort of filling in holes in the, um, in the continuity of the current Star Trek universe as it stands. So yeah, those are fun. Good reads too. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm back into comics, but in a way that doesn't, uh, doesn't fill up my house and break my pocketbook. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I signed up for Ultra on DC Unlimited, and it was $144. So that's unlimited comics reading for a year, and the comics are a month behind the comic shops. Not bad. Nice. Yeah. Taking money from my table, but hey. I'm still yeah. on Star Trek <laughs> comics at your store. <laughs> I'm many, teasing. I get it. I Star do, Trek I comics do. come out every month? So many Star Trek comics come out every month. <laughs> could be worse, could be Batman. That's why I read those online. <laughs> All right. Um, Jen, did you read any good books this year? I read a lot of books this year, and I had counted them from the last episode, and then I didn't write it down. So now I don't remember how many. But over 30. <laughs> Okay, but was there, was there a book in particular that stands out to you? Well, there's one series, actually there's two series that I read. Um, there was a series by Paula Braxton, and it's called The Little Shop of Found Things. And I probably use it as a geek pick. Uh, basically, the premise of these series of books is that there's a girl who can um, like read objects, like she gets a sense from them. And she figured out how to use them in combination with a uh, old jail in the back of her antique shop that her and her mother run. Um, she can use that to time travel. So like the, the items call to her and she goes back in time to fix whatever problem is happening. So um, there's like four books I want to say in the series. Um, and it goes into more details about time travel and time shifting and all that stuff and it was really really well written 
Um, and then the other series that I'm actually just at the end of now um, is called The Thief Series by Megan Whalen Turner. And it's five, six books. Um, and I'm almost at the end of the sixth book right now. I was listening to it as I was driving home today. And it's kind of in like a pseudo ancient Greece um, world where there's three kingdoms. And the main character is um, basically a thief, but he's like divinely inspired thief. So like the thief, the god of thieves is his patron and like shines down on him. And it's basically how he works with the other uh, kingdoms of this pseudo Greek peninsula to unite against an invading army from another empire. And it's, it's very, very good. It's very funny. Um, if you have any interest in fantasy um, or ancient, ancient Greece, it's definitely a, a series that you should listen to or read. Uh, if you do listen to it, um, let me find the narrator of the ones that I'm listening to, because he's uh, excellent. So I was getting them through uh, the Toronto public library um, because I have my friend's Toronto public library card, but <gasps> You probably could get it from another library. I'm not sure which other ones have it. Um, why doesn't it say who it's read by? Oh, it does, but it's really tiny. Read by... I can't read it. I'm sorry. Anyway. Um, oh, narrator by Steve West. So look for the unabridged version narrated by Steve West. If you're going to listen to the audiobook. So yeah. Those are my, I mean, I read a lot of books, but those I think were the main series that I, I read um, this past year. So. Cool. Cool. What about you, Brent? You got anything you want to throw out there other than comics? Um, Actually, so I, I'll throw this out because it was also an event that I, I didn't talk about last episode. And, uh, Warning, uh, Brent is talking about pro wrestling again. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I I do like I was thinking about it because like you know, as in every like nerddom subculture, like at the end of 2023, start of 2024, you start getting like the best of lists of everything. And I was looking through it, and the the can like everybody's sort of like one or two best of match was Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. And I happened to be at that match this year at forbidden door in Toronto. And it is everything I love about pro wrestling in a 45 minute, half an hour, 45 minute match. It was just so good. The, the only thing that I would have changed in it is there is a, um, there's a move that's used uh, that's called the Tiger Driver 91. And when they hit it, because of how the the move looks, I thought that Kenny Omega had been, like, dropped on his head, through his neck, and possibly dead. And I wasn't mm. the only one. Like, the entire crowd went, ooh, like, please say he's going to be able to walk. And he was. Like, he was fine from from that at any rate we we discover later on that kenny had health issues that we were unknown at the time but uh it was it was fantastic and like that match is not only really really good just the atmosphere of being there with that many people who like generally just love the same thing you do and watching like 
it'll sound weird, but a work of art in process was phenomenal. So if you uh, happen to have access to uh, various things, because it was a pay-per-view in North America, um, the uh, match between Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay at Forbidden Door, uh, that would be Omega Osprey 2. There was a match before that that was also really good. Um, we were supposed to get a third match, but Kenny seems to be out for the foreseeable future. So, uh, yeah. One I, of I, these days, Brent, mm-hmm. when you're over or when you have to come over, I'm pretty sure I still have my, that event on my PVR. Oh, okay, sweet. So it'd be interesting to watch it with you so you can see it from... Yeah, TV point of view and not from just your seat. Yeah, our seats were pretty good. Yeah, like like it's so I I wouldn't like begrudge them that, but yeah, like it'd be it'd be interesting, especially that move, like it like the jumbotron camera, whatever you want to call it, like oh, it just looked so bad and like and somewhat unnecessary too. The match was going really good. It really didn't need that extra moment where <laughs> like it, it it possibly endangered the life of one of the opponents. But um, beyond that, uh, you know, there is there was a lot of good stuff in everything this year. So or last year, so and the movies. I I was focused on a lot of movies and um this year i'm tr- like i'm trying not to buy as much physical media stuff as i have in past years but like mm-hmm. I, that has even dropped a fair amount for me but at the same time is i'm worried about like you keep hearing about like stuff being pulled off of streaming services so i i'm now dedicating myself to like some of my favorite movies getting in a physical format. So that way I can watch them. No want, no matter what. And uh, yep. I, I got one for that might be so far. I've just been going through the extras from it so far might be a contender for my best of list for next year. So Ooh. yeah, I haven't even watched the movie part yet. <laughs> um. Okay. So I, I guess that wraps up uh, 2023 on to 2024. Mm-hmm. Onward and upward. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's well there will be one more wrap up show on this channel. Oh yes. We didn't even talk about toys because we don't talk about toys here. We do that on Tales from the Collectiverse, which we will be recording this week. So look forward to that next week. Awesome. Yep. Uh, okay. So that comes to. Does anybody have geek picks? Because much like last episode, this is <laughs> this well, whole episode's kind of. I do. I have one. Me okay. too. I finally uh, have one this time. Um, Usually I'm scrambling. <laughs> okay, Jen should go oh, okay. first so she doesn't uh, forget. Yeah, we'll <laughs> do that, and then we'll we'll do the Patreon shoutouts. Yeah. All right, so I'm going first. Okay, so you're going first, Jen. Sure. All right. So I watched uh, yesterday uh, on Netflix, I watched um, Red Notice. And it's starring um, The Rock and Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. Uh, and I think it was from 2022 or 2021. Anyway, it's like a, a heist movie. And I love a good heist movie. It's about an FBI agent. Uh, 
played by The Rock, who needs to recruit the assistance of the second best art thief in the world, played by uh, Ryan Reynolds, to catch the first best art thief in the world, played by Gal Gadot. Um, and the reason that Ryan Reynolds wants to catch her is because he wants to be the first best. <laughs> um, and the reason The Rock wants to catch her is because she's ruined his life and he wants his life back. So it was funny. I mean, it's 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 got Ryan Reynolds in it, so you know he, he was the co- the comedy in it. Um, it was had some good action, some good scenes. It was really entertaining. Uh, actually, it even had a pretty good twist in it, which I honestly I was only half paying attention, but I didn't really see it coming. Um, so yeah, I I want to watch it with Brad <laughs> to see if he likes it as well, because I'd watch it again. And they, they set it up at the end for a sequel, but I don't I didn't actually Google to see if there was a sequel in the making, but I kind of hope there is because it was really good. Cool. Yeah, yeah I watched that one when it, when it first came out, but that was during the pre-sleep apnea machine times. And so oh. those are movies where I started, you know, I only half remember. So it's a good candidate oh. for a rewatch. So I, I just Googled it. And according to comingsoon.net, uh, Red Notice 2 is expected to arrive by mid-2025 or late-2025. Hmm. I don't know if that's true or not, mm-hmm. but hopefully. Cool. Uh, uh, my turn? Yeah, sure. Go um, for it. So, uh, like I mentioned in the main segment, I have been reading a lot of comics on DC Unlimited. And, um, no, sorry, DC Universe. It's Marvel Unlimited, DC Universe, DC Universe. Uh, today, I would like to point out the run of, the new run of Wonder Woman by Tom King. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Issue four uh, is the last one that I read. Uh, basically, the story is that there's been an incident and the Amazons are persona non grata in the U.S. This is it, this is basically an immigration story. There, the, so the there's someone working behind the U.S. government to try to get all the Amazons out of the country. Um, issue four, though, is um, this really sweet story about a boy who is um, dying of an unknown disease. They they really didn't tell us what it is, but his dying wish is to meet Wonder Woman. And even though she's really persona non grata in the country, she comes to see this boy and uh, his wish is to be taken to Paradise Island. So um, she puts him in the invisible plane and flies him to Themyscira. And they have, they have a lovely day together while there's this looming cloud of, how are the how how is Amanda Waller and all of her people going to take down Diana and the entire Amazon race? Um, so um, I am really enjoying this book. Uh, it's probably one, it's my, one of my top three books at DC right now. And so yeah, Wonder Woman by Tom King and the arts by uh, Daniel Sampier and someone called Ortega. So there you go. I had Wonder a Woman. customer try to pit, was pitching that book to me this weekend. Uh, well, it's a, it's a there, pretty popular one. There you go. There is a second uh, book that ties into the same storyline. Like the story is called Amazon's Amazon's Attack. Yeah. Uh, so there is a there's an Amazon's book as well that ties into this storyline, and that features Nubia. It features Nubia and uh, Mary Marvel, actually, of all people. So yeah, uh, I quite am enjoying the um, the Amazon the the 
the Wonder Woman universe part of the DC universe right now. Cool. Uh, awesome. I've got a comic book for my geek pick too. Uh, just this past week, we had the I guess we now fourth title for the Skybound Energon universe. Uh, we got issue one of Cobra Commander, mm. and there's uh, so much so much Cobra craziness in this book that Brent texted me ahead of time before our Tuesday night work at the store and said you should probably come in and read this tonight so you don't get anything spoiled for yourself so i did and Hmm. i can see this book at least this very first issue and with the tone they've set being um controversial in the cobra fan community so i enjoyed the hell out of this book and once again i'm enjoying all of their these skybound books so this is another one that's been added to my list so yeah cobra commander So, uh, in for me, uh, I'm actually going with the exact same thing Ryan is. <laughs> we did not plan this, but uh, Cobra Commander is is weirdly it's sort of like the the linchpin book right now of all the other Energon Universe books. Like it's the one that's bringing a lot of things together. So uh, it's a great read. Like Ryan said, I think some G.I. Joe fans will not be particularly happy about it, but, you know, it, it is what it is. And I think that, I think it's a great, like, new version of this universe that they're doing with G.I. Joe and Transformers. So they're taking bits from everything, and it, that's it's kind of awesome. Uh, so, uh, that's it for Geek Picks, but before we go, patreon.com slash truenorthnerds. If you would like to help us out with three bucks a month, you can by going to patreon.com slash nerds. Uh, the three bucks won't get you a heck of a lot other than a, uh, somewhat exclusive show, uh, hosted by myself and Alex called Listen to This. Um, it's a music-based show. And uh, coming up in February, uh, we're doing an episode that's going to be free for everybody in order to entice more people to the Patreon uh, with our good friend Nate Milton. So Nate came on. uh, It's already been recorded. It's Nate and Alex and I talking about the uh, Outcast compilation album. Uh, Dre and Big Boy and Dre present Outcast. It was a really interesting conversation, a lot of fun, um, and it was great having Nate on again because it's been a while. So uh, I am going to try and come up with uh, something as a like a thank you for patrons that month. Anyways, uh, it may be an old interview that I'm digging out of the archives. It may be something else. So uh, Patreon.com/slash True North Nerds. But you also get a shout out. So thanks goes to Drew, Karina, Alex, Team Woods, who also very kindly puts together truenorthnerds.com for us. A nice little landing page where people can go and find us. Uh, Mike Hammond of Maple Printing and uh, Rex, who, uh, as I understand it, should be getting his sound boost shortly. So we will be hearing hopefully more of Rex in various things to come. (laughs) And that's it.
that's all she wrote. Uh, yeah. Next episode. Uh, we're probably going to talk more about Echo because by that point we all should be caught up and done along with some other things and maybe some movies and some stuff. So, yes. If like you like stuff, stuff stay tuned. Like <laughs> Join us for stuff. <laughs> uh, until then, uh, thank you very much and a bomaste. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, Please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us.